friends, this is the Be Real Bay podcast, a place where your average Canadian wolf pack come together to talk about life stresses, messes, and successes. A safe space where being yourself is the ultimate goal. Each week we will bring you new episodes, sharing our experiences on a ton of different topics, in hopes we get a better understanding of ourselves, each other, and this crazy world we live in. We want to build a community where we can show up as ourselves, be real, and lay it all out there. By sharing our experiences, we hope to reach others who can relate so we can all help each other learn, grow, and heal. But please keep in mind, as a disclaimer, none of us here are professionals, no one is giving any advice, we are strictly speaking of our life experiences and for entertainment purposes only. Now with that being said, it's time, so grab your drink, grab your joint, and let's jump right in. Welcome everyone. Welcome back to the Be Real Babe podcast. I'm your host Brandy and today we are on episode 12, another guest appearance. You guys, I absolutely love it. We have so many amazing guests coming and today our first one is probably one of my favorite humans in the entire planet. The reason me and this gal connect so much together is because she is real honest, one of the most badass babes I know. She lit so many sparks in myself so without further ado I'd like to introduce for our first guest today my girlfriend Chelsea hey Chelsea, how's it going oh hey good how are you (laughs) I'm really good I'm so excited I found the first topic that I could bring you in on this because I was with you through your whole pregnancy right beside you and yeah you were I we were together side by side and what I appreciated the most is that you were so fucking respectful of what I was going through at the same time um, as well, like leaning on me as a friend and the balance that we had throughout that year, I really appreciate. And I think that's always been our friendship, but I don't know if I ever said that to you. So I'm going to say that now. I really appreciated you being so open with me in your, in your pregnancy while also being respectful and being like, Hey, are you in a good headspace to accept this? And I, I just had never had a friend do that. So before we get into that and, deeper into this I just I want to take a second to say thank you for that oh I love you <laughs> I love you too <laughs> so that's why I was like I have to bring Chelsea on this because um I know it was that a special year for us it was it was and your pregnancy and just watching you become a mom and just how really you've been with me through all of this and how I know by you being real on your social media platform you've been able to connect to a lot of new moms so to me your story is very important to bring up because um, I think a lot of people are afraid to to be open about maybe not the the beautiful things of it, even though it is beautiful. So again, thank you for coming on the show. I love you. So stoked. It won't be your last one. You'll get addicted. Trust me. Um, but before we jump into the questions about your pregnancy, can you give our little community, um, for those that don't know Chelsea, a little bit more about you? Yeah, for sure. Uh, my name's Chelsea. I am 32 years old. I have an eight-month-old daughter now and live in Grand Prairie, Alberta. Lived here for almost eight years now. And I'm a spin instructor and I'm about to be an everything instructor, hoping actually to start specializing in postpartum fitness and pregnancy fitness. Uh, Because I feel like there is a giant gap in our healthcare system. So I want to fill that. (laughs) I don't think there's anything more perfect for you. And I love that that came up in here. And the minute we know more about that, we will definitely be sharing that out for everyone in the community too, that are in Grand Prairie. A majority of our people are in Grand Prairie. Um, since that's where me, a lot of me and Kayla's heart is. Um, so we'll definitely, I love that. I kind of have been watching how you've been going with that. And I, 
I just don't see any other reason for you to do anything else in your future but that. <laughs> it was unexpected. I was not expecting it to happen, but I'm just going with it because it feels right. Absolutely. And sometimes you just, and there's, that's the beautiful thing of just like being happy with all the things that you do in life and you do your passions. And then one day something just clicks and it just lines up that that gets to be a part of your career and your future. And you're like, oh, well, this is why this, all these things, you know, have worked out to lead me to this moment. So that's, that's awesome. I'm really excited to, to see you do that. And I think that's the perfect role for you. And you're right. It is missing. I mean, Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't speak from experience, but from what I hear from moms, it's like, that's a huge end no one having the honest conversations and you've been that one like quit freaking telling me how my postpartum postpartum body should be and I just said that in the last episode uh, I should have sent it to you I got real mad about it um, and just said it's really nobody's comment on what any woman should do postpartum with their bodies and you've definitely mm-hmm. been like that too so I'm excited for you to be a pioneer for women in that space just like um, you have been from day one on your journey so yay for you I'm gonna try stay You're- mouthy yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're doing it great. So let's jump into these questions, love. Um, and I'll just so a little like feedback of me and Chelsea, we actually started our journeys together, um, fi- teaching fitness together. So we had a joint spin and dance class and she re-sparked the light in my fitness needs. And even though that's not something I do now, I honestly feel like all those things led me to actually the podcast today, if we're being honest. Um, even though that seems like a weird connection, but it was just kind of like, I knew the I butterfly to- effect. It is right. Like I just knew I had to help people and I just wasn't sure how. And just for my life right now, fitness is just not the avenue I can, I can physically show up. I have a very physical job this way. I get to show up looking like a troll, um, (laughs) wearing very smelly clothes. I don't know if I brush my teeth today, to be honest, but that's fine. Cause you guys don't know that you just hear my voice. So I try not to smoke (laughs) as much weed before we go. That's the only thing I got to worry about. Only thing, (laughs) but yeah, it's, it just, uh, it blows my mind that we just not just started like it was like instructor you know participant and now we get to watch each other like really align with the things that we were meant to do and cheer Mm -hmm. each other on and have been honest like the most honest one of the most honest friendships I've ever had so um yeah I just highly recommend anybody listening to get a real honest friend and have the uncomfortable conversations with each other have the wins and celebrate the wins and go through the hard stuff because man it's like having a family member your whole life that you've just had for a couple years. Mm-hmm. So anyways, exactly what it I'm, is. I'm squirreling. I just love Chelsea. And I just want <laughs> everyone to know how much <laughs> anyways, mm. let's get into this. And guys, remember too, this is just about pregnancy. So we will definitely have more episodes on uh, labor and delivery and parenting. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> every time we go into this, we're just like, we know this is a way bigger topic than we can fit in an hour. But to start the questions, my love, did you always know that you wanted to have uh, one or more children? Uh, so I saw this question when you sent it to me earlier. And I was trying to think about it because I flip flopped back and forth quite a bit. I was like the 12, 13, 14 year old that was being babysat by grandma and watching Maury Povich with like those TV shows where it was like 14 <laughs> year old girl gets pregnant and now she has to tell her mom and I was like I want to be that young mom (laughs) it was like something so embarrassing it was like something I aspired to be I was like I want to get pregnant but I was like terrified of of boys so that's uh, it was just obviously not gonna work (laughs) so that passed um my high school boyfriend like him and I were super in love and um when it came time for us to graduate he was like well I'm gonna join the military and we'll get married and you can start having babies and I was like oh nope 
Nope. And then literally for six years, I was like, I'm never having kids. I, I, it's just not something that interests me. It was just like a sudden switch and I just didn't want it anymore. And then I met the right person and we clicked. And before we even started dating, we said we wanted to have each other's babies. Oh, <laughs> so, I love that. Yeah. Who cares if we're getting married, but we're going to procreate together. I don't yeah. care if we live together, but that's how I love that though. Because honestly, yeah. we just said to us, like having a child is a far with all respect to marriage. To me, having a child with someone is a far deeper connection and commitment than marriage. And that's something like I haven't had kids, but I've been married and I, I it was quite mm-hmm. an easy walk away. Not easy. Don't get me wrong, but you know, a lot easier to walk away without having children. So to me, that's yep. a huge commitment. If you find someone that you want to have a baby with, like that's, that's amazing. That's amazing yep. to just know that. So that's cute. And I think as the same way, there's just some period of life. You're like, fuck no. <laughs> it was, like, yeah, that was like a solid five or six years where I was like, there's never but that's no. good. That's good because it made you extra careful at that time when you obviously weren't in the right time time mm-hmm. frame, the right frame of mind and with the right person. And I think that's that's the best part. And you know, I understand people wanting to have them to, you know, have that um that part of them that's missing. But I also really love people that were just like with you, or just like, you know, yeah, same thing. You're just like you grow up and you're like, Yeah, I want to be that looks so great. Or like I'm sure now people are watching teen moms and they're like, as a teen, like, I want to be, you know, look how famous she's, she is. And, you yeah. Know. A teen mom would be the equivalent of Maury Povich now, right? Exactly. Like, so. <laughs> exactly. That was a big deal if you were on Maury too. Like now we all look back and laugh, but then, yeah, no, I totally yeah. get it. That was like being on the prices, right? Like there's big deals about shows <laughs> back then. And then I think that's like the, the, your, the universe is being like, nope, you're not having kids right now. And that's good. And then when you found the right person, then, then it was all, yeah, meant to be. Good. So that's good. So then did you ever feel at any point in your life to be pressured to have kids at all? Uh, after Justin and I had been together for a while, we definitely started getting comments quite a bit. Uh, and it wasn't what people thought. So I'm, I've been a fitness competitor for on and off for 10 years, mm-hmm. um, doing like bodybuilding competitions. And they're just a really good way for me to, it's, it's not that I want to be that have that as a career it was just something to do to to focus on yeah uh so actually the one that I did for my 30th birthday Justin and I were talking about kids we were we were kind of trying kind of not trying and it just wasn't happening and so then I actually ended up getting an appointment with a fertility doctor um and nothing again happened with that for a little while so I was like you know what I'm gonna compete and just get my mind off of this for a bit and then we'll come back to it. And I did that twice. But as I was competing, people just kept saying, you know, you're going to have to stop focusing on your body and your fitness competitions. And you're going to have to start focusing on having a family soon. And I was like, if you guys only knew, like, the reason behind these competitions, because it was literally a distraction from not being able to get pregnant. Yeah. Um, so there was definitely pressure when we had been together for a certain amount of time. And it was just expected of us. Yeah. Um, without anybody knowing what the back story was. Yeah. And I think that's what we just had our conversation in the last one when I kind of, you know, obviously I can't speak too much on pregnancy, but I can definitely understand the pressures of it. And it was the same thing with me and my ex-husband and even me and me and Grant. Now we get the same thing. And it's, it's like, I, I love, and I totally understand where people are coming from. Babies are fucking awesome. Like being able to be pregnant, like whether you have a good one, like the ability to is, is, is a blessing. And 
we understand that people just want to transfer that type of love. But when you're in a moment of like, you know, struggling or uncertainty, like those words, what people don't understand sometimes are like daggers and they just make that stress mm-hmm. even more. And that's kind of like where it comes down to it is, is at the end of the day, I just wish there's no comments on what women needed to do for their bodies because just because we're not sharing it publicly doesn't mean we're not going through it. So just because you weren't going to everyone saying, Hey, I'm doing these competitions, not only because I love the science of it and I enjoy the sport, but it's a really good distraction, you know, while I'm trying to figure out what's going on while I'm trying to conceive, you know, you shouldn't have to say that for people just to back off and not that, that not be a question or pressure, you know? Yeah. And that was never, I don't think I ever shared that with anybody really until now. Well, fair. Because it just wasn't necessary. Yes, of course. So, and then you get yeah, I questions. hope some of you guys are listening and feel stupid. Now. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> and that's just like our point is like, just um, not everyone for us, we're in a different phases where we can talk about it. There's some things that I'm still going through that I'm not ready. I don't know to talk about. And that's to each everyone's journey. But just because someone doesn't talk about it doesn't mean they're not going through it. And so like we said, like Kayla had comments when she was in the gym, pregnant lifting, like it's really you know, a guy telling her she, she shouldn't be there. And even though he came from the right frame of mind, like obviously she knows what she's doing and she's gotten approval for it. Like, just, just let it be unless they're like in the back mm-hmm. alley shooting at meth, like let moms do what they want to do <laughs> for the most part. If they don't know what they're doing, they'll figure it out as they go along. That's, that's what parenting is all about. No one has the handbook or I don't think yeah. maybe do you get one on delivery? I have I've yet to hear this. Is this a thing? A friend of mine gave me a manual, Perfect, but I haven't actually opened exactly. it. Exactly. See, no one's got fucking time. Y'all are too tired to read no. it anyways. <laughs> so then to uh, Chelsea to go um, on here, then how old were you when you had Monroe again? I was 31. 31. Yeah. Perfect. 31. Yeah. 31. No, I had her when I was 32. I was 31 when I got pregnant. Yeah. Perfect. And see, like that's, that yeah. was like, again, where my mom had her kids a second round. That was the same age as well. And, I think um, she would attest if she, as much as she loves me, we all know that she loves me. Um, she'll say <laughs> that when she had a choice to go back and do it in her early twenties again to her earlier thirties, she would have picked her thirties just for where she was at in her life too. Um, do you feel the same way? Do you feel like that was a good age for you? Like um, you felt like some young moms feel like, you know, Kayla had said earlier that she didn't really feel prepared. Do you feel like you were at that perfect age to be? Anxious? I think I was overly prepared. <laughs> I think. Yeah. It was, it was time. It was ready. I now looking back, I feel like it, it happened at the right time. I I hate saying that because I would have loved it to be sooner, but all in all, at the end of the day, it happened at the right time. Absolutely. And it just, and I think for me, I don't know about you, but I get so excited and so hell bent on something when I know I'm ready for it. And I'm like, yeah, this is what I want to do that. I really struggle at not controlling how fast or when I get it. Mm-hmm. And it's been such a lesson for me. And I think that's probably for you where it's just like, you wanted that so bad, but then once it gets delivered to you, it just kind of clicks to understand like, okay, this is why it was delivered to me at this time. Yeah. It was so, so frustrating. Cause it was such like a, a regimented, regimented life with fitness competitions. And like, this is what I want to do. So this is what I have to do to get there. And I can do that as long as I work really, really hard. But I mean, if you go up to your significant other with a schedule and be like, okay, we're banging at this time on this day, it doesn't get accepted. Yeah. <laughs> it's not as, uh, yeah, I totally get it. It's, it's definitely something that's more like, you know, you, you don't want to have necessarily, I mean, you, sometimes it has to have that kind of like military timing yeah. when it comes yeah. to like lining up. But in the same sense, you're like, how do I deliver this sexy enough 
where I'm gonna try. Yeah, what? How do I like? Is there a TikTok dance I can be taught to? You know, is there a fertility dance or something like a mating <laughs> song I have to sing? Like, someone help me out here. <laughs> I've missed. Yes. So was this a class that I skipped out on? I was smoking pot in like what? (laughs) And I think we can all say though, um, the next question that you kind of answers is that we, I think for you, you were definitely ready because like you said, you went through your phase where you weren't into it and then you knew you were. And for whatever reason, um, usually I like to believe it's universal. Monroe came out when she did. And I know having a baby through the pandemic is something most people have not experienced. And that's a whole conversation. We will definitely hold space for you guys new moms in the pandemic for sure um I think Mm -hmm. my favorite part about you like with everything is that you chose to try and learn and see the even though you had your days like you've been honest about that but (laughs) you've definitely tried to make it the best for you and Monroe and I think that's all that anybody can fucking do is just look at the amazing times you know like you said they might not happen with everybody else but you guys got time together you know that you might not have Mm -hmm. had it been a normal life so I just I love that about your circumstances you're like I'm not gonna let this like ruin my daughter's first year I'm gonna make it the best that I can and you've done a great job at least on the outside is what we're seeing it looks really fun (laughs) I'm trying (laughs) Um, so again squirreling back to your pregnancy so how and I know a grand scheme of things it's kind of hard but how was your pregnancy (laughs) when it comes to body changes like weight gaining the good the bad from conception to birth what you're willing to share what what how was that in a highlight um I didn't start so I um again with fitness competitions I was doing them once a year for two years in a row and then I was pregnant so people were just used to kind of seeing me at the time where I was starting to show um with abs so I did my best to keep my pregnancy I really wanted to keep it a secret for as long as I possibly could just to keep it to myself just for a million reasons um and it just I did start showing and it was obvious on my body type at the time because I had just competed. So I was still super low body fat. Um, So it was, it was showing and there was no way of hiding it anymore. Uh, The weight gain wasn't too bad because I had what I like to call puke Tourette's (laughs) and it's not me knocking Tourette's at all. It's not, it, it genuinely was mid conversation had to stop to dry heave a couple of times and then continued the conversation. Like it wasn't even necessarily throwing up every time, but at least gagging. It was the strangest experience. It was so frustrating. Um, I had, I was so not glowy and not beautiful through it. It was so gross for me. I had dry skin to the point I was at a conference in Calgary and my boss left the conference room and brought me back face moisturizer and serum to keep the flakes on my face from falling off onto everybody. Oh. It was so well, well, probably bad. because you're dry heaving too and like not able to keep fluids in and that doesn't help on top of everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was given some meds. Uh, it, they did. I I'd had some serious anxiety going to the doctors. Um, I just had anxiety about pregnancy altogether. Yeah. Um So I went to the doctor and I didn't word myself well with what my issues were. So I was given medication and I thought it was a generic version of Diclectin. Diclectin is the drug that they prescribe pregnant women to help them with morning sickness. Uh, What I was prescribed was something with codeine that apparently was supposed to help me sleep. 
and that uh, there was just a miscommunication there. So I was popping those at work for a couple of days and ended up having to get people to drive me home from work in the middle of the day because I was too stoned to to drive myself. I just like complete miscommunication. So I was just pregnancy brain plus sick. Uh, I had the on the high end of normal blood pressure, but then I also had headaches that were making me not able to see anymore. I couldn't like I couldn't type on a computer. I couldn't read anything. Um, so when those things happened together, I needed to go to the hospital to get monitored to see if everything was okay. And it always was fine. Um, it was just like a ridiculously kind of comical problems. It was nothing serious. That's the, that's like the beauty of it all. Like I wasn't losing weight. So the puking was okay. Um, the baby's heartbeat was fine. So the migraines and the blood pressure thing was okay, but it just made for a comical, but very frustrating life for me. Justin thought it was hilarious. <laughs> like, oh, Chelsea's blind again, dry heaving, and she thinks it's in the toilet, but she's not even in the right oh, room. No. <laughs> just, like, this is just what's happening yeah. to me. Yeah, and too, I think it was like, oh, we always just kept telling you like, oh, it's going to end after this month. Like, I had no idea. I'm just trying to make you feel better, and you know that. Oh. But it just never ended yeah. like, okay, but, um, and I think I said to you, I was like, okay, the last one I got for you, Chelsea, um, I've heard that if you had bad bad pregnancy you're gonna have a good labor and a good baby like that was like my last like barter for you <laughs> just to make you feel and you it. lied with that labor you lied I'm sorry I've never been through it don't ask my advice so I just to... I'd never yeah. been through it either I don't I was know like I'm just telling you all the bullshit lies everyone's telling to me that we're breaking through this podcast just so you guys know um we're gonna open that one wide up so no one can be lied to about that again <laughs> But yeah, I definitely, yeah, I just, I know. And you're like, I just, I want to know when it's the glowing part because I just feel the death part. I'm like, oh, I don't even know how to help you. Well, and it's just, it was just, it was frustrating because I had waited so long to be pregnant and I was so, I was scared, but I was so excited and thankful to be pregnant that I really wanted to be the person that just held my stomach and like loved my belly and just love because I've always been so like I love myself like I don't care if I'm 170 and chunky or like 130 and ripped like I love me no matter what so I really was just expecting um to have this big belly and be like I love this child inside me but instead it was just I feel like garbage It was just such a disappointment. And then I know, and then you would like go through this cycles. And then when you felt bad for it, you're like, what is wrong? And I'm like, dude, so many people say this, like, but you just can't, I don't, I just think in your mind as a new mom too, with a pregnant pregnancy, brain fog, whatever, you're just like, you're just like accepting already. Like I'm a terrible mother. And it's like, no, literally every mom I've talked to has said this and you're like, no, but it's just me. And I'm like, no, but Okay. Okay. You can't yeah. reason. No, you just let her reason. have it. She's fine. It was good. So would you say that there's any part that was your favorite? I know you had a, a rougher one for sure. And we all know how much you love Monroe and it's not about that. But like, was there any part that you found that was like, like, if you were to get pregnant again, you'd be excited about for the second time? Um, There was, I actually asked Justin about this last night because I couldn't in at first thought, I don't think of anything positive. <laughs> it sounds no, so it bad. Um, but uh, Justin and I went to Panama. It would have been right before the pandemic hit. Thank goodness we yes. went. And it was just our baby moon. And we were there and there was nobody that knew me. There was no expectations. I had like just a little, 
a little pot belly on me, but could have just been bloated <laughs> from all the all the food. And it was just we got to tell people if we wanted to tell people and there was just congratulations and no extra questions. And it was just a relaxing, I, I got to enjoy it and it was just nice. So I, if I could like be in Panama for an entire pregnancy, <laughs> that, that's, that's what, what I, I want to do. But it was, it was such a, and you were so excited about the trip too and had obviously no idea that that was going to happen. Um, Right. But Mm -hmm. you obviously had this really excitement to go on the trip, excitement to share your your news with everybody. And then on top of it, then you got extra news. And it was just kind of like I could see that where it was just like on such a like good high. And that was such a good way for you to really Mm -hmm. have some of your pregnancy before the rest of the world turned into whatever it it is now. Um, Yeah, it was really good. good. It was just like, you know, the beautiful like story before the movie nightmare just kidding um, not, not, no really though. not being a mom or the, but like the world trash but <laughs> I'm really glad yeah. that you had that one moment of just before pregnancy and that calm and that beauty to you know hold yeah. on as a memory and to get to tell Monroe you know and look back with Justin too because you know that's when you guys got engaged and that was such a huge thing for you too and mm-hmm. um, to be there with family and oh I was just I was, I was so excited for the whole thing for you and just to to see the pictures and hear it or well you told me first obviously but then just to see it I was like oh my gosh you know just every just so awesome to see people good people just their lives falling together in such a beautiful way and that was definitely one of those moments Mm -hmm. where you're just like so excited for your friend um so that being your most highlighted and we know you've had some decently not positive ones but what would you say would be your least favorite what are you going to prepare for if you get pregnant again with the knowledge that you have now if you were to do it um I think my least favorite part was when people so there was a baby boom here before COVID even hit um so there was a lot of people around me getting pregnant and at the specific fitness studio that I worked at two other girls got pregnant at the same time as me um I was pregnant a little bit before them um I was the furthest along but I was the one who wanted to keep the secret the longest so nobody at the studio actually knew I was pregnant but everyone knew that there was at least two people pregnant at the studio so that started to be and I was the only one who was starting to show obviously because I was I think I was like a month ahead of everybody and um I just uh for quick brief backstory the year previously um I held my best friend's hand while she pushed her baby out at 36 weeks and uh, had a stillborn so that was just really fresh in my mind still And as I'm starting to show and it's getting close to that time where I should be telling people I'm pregnant and people are starting to question me if I'm pregnant, it was also coming up to that uh, year mark from when Maya died and I held that sweet little baby girl. Um, So it was just a big emotional time and I wasn't ready to celebrate. It wasn't that I wanted to keep my pregnancy a secret. It was, it was, I wasn't ready to celebrate it with people. So I didn't want people to find out I was pregnant and be happy for me and then me have to comfort them with fake happiness um I just wasn't ready to to say yay yeah I am it was more like oh shit yeah I am and I'm so scared right now so that was my least favorite part was people just finding out uh before I was ready 
Um, and then obviously like puking <laughs> sucks. What? That's not your favorite. And then weird. Yeah, <laughs> puking for you know Nine the months. entire pregnancy was awful. Um, and people offering solutions after I had felt like I'd tried everything was overwhelming sometimes because I mean there's only so many I'm not going to go out and buy a different food every single day to try to stop myself from throwing up I'm not gonna try every single pill Um, but I did as much as I could and then there was also a a moment where someone I looked up to so much uh, she's a social media influencer as well and she's actually local um, or what is from an area close to me Uh, but she her due date uh, was the same week as me And uh, she was just preaching hard on her social media how morning sickness is a choice. And that just like broke my heart. She she just has like a really good life right now. She has access to some amazing doctors. She's not in Canada anymore. So she just has like a lot of opportunity that us in a pandemic don't have in Grand Prairie, Alberta. So she might have been able to get hooked up to all these vitamins and things. I just didn't have that opportunity. And I promised the world that I did my best to stay as healthy as possible through morning sickness. And it was not a choice. So that was just really like infuriating. And that just fighting with myself because I already felt terrible for being sick because I wasn't letting my body have new. I don't know. It's like self loathing for no oh, reason pregnancy is a goodness, trip you know like, i'm going through this and and you guys will hear this when we go through kayla's pregnancy it's like there's just this like built-in mom shame that just you guys pump into yourselves where yeah. i'm not i can't i can't explain to you where that comes from because i can't relate but i can know by being best friends with all of you and hearing where i just look at you guys and i'm like can I just smack you for a second? And I mean that with love, <laughs> but it's just like, I can totally see where you're coming from because I mean, I can hold guilt. This is going to sound crazy. I don't fucking care. Whatever. Come at me. But like, I can leave Benji <laughs> all day and the cats, the other cats too, but Benji's real needy. So like, if I leave all day and then I go to the gym and then I'm going to the beach all night and I'm gone all day, I literally think like, oh my God, the poor cat's been at home by himself and he's had no attention. So if I can feel that way about a cat, I can imagine the guilt that can come on, especially with anxiety, especially with your hormones all over the place and things, especially with having a hard time as it is as a human in our generation to realize that social media is highlight reels and they probably are. But, Mm -hmm. you know, we can say that all we want. But when we're in the middle of it and when you're spiraling down in those thought patterns, it is really fucking hard to redirect those. And I can imagine being at home in a pandemic, not with people, with a baby the first time your spouse is gone that's very fair. And then you've got someone that you look up to being like, Oh, give me some saving grace. And they're like, well, it's a choice to be sick. And you're like, what? <laughs> I what? hate you. Can we just cancel? Like I'm not in yeah. cancel culture, but bitch, let's cancel you. Like where, how do we sign this? How yeah. do we get this going? Where's the hashtag? Like, and it is, and it's just disappointing. And then I think for me, I just had to like block out some people and being like, well, that's your experience. But you know what, that's why we started the show is so that everyone can talk about their experiences. So if you're out there, and you think it's a choice, well, we're telling you, it's not. And if it's for (laughs) you, great. And if you have advice for us, share them, because we would love to hear it. But it's not it's, it's, it's great to have like, advice, but we don't need criticism, you know, there's a mm-hmm, fine line exactly. between constructive yes. criticism and good advice to just straight judgment and criticism. And that's 
where mm-hmm. I think people work, there's a blurred line there that I think we need to clean up a little bit over all. And I'm myself included. I'll call myself out too, you know, just certain things, like you said, like, um, and I really want to touch on that, that I, I do feel terrible that you, I remember in that time when you're going stuff with Mia and, and you just held this guilt, not like you said, not that you weren't happy, but you were just kind of like, you weren't, you hadn't really wrapped your able to wrap your head around the grief that had happened already, let alone being pushed into mm-hmm. this, not pushed in, but all of a sudden a part of this excitement where it's the last thing you knew with, with that was negative. And the last thing you're like me, it's like, if you think about it, you're afraid that it'll come real. So if you thought about that, that could be your reality. The more you talked about it, the more chances that that could be a reality and you have to speak about it. So by keeping it to mm-hmm. yourself, it was just a little kind of like, safety net especially and I think that you would have been that way regardless but especially since the timing of when it happened and yeah. I remember keep telling you like dude it's it's your business you don't need to tell anyone like you know there were some of us that you were obviously got to know a little bit beforehand before you know Facebook did and I know for me I made sure to like get really psyched with you because I knew you weren't sharing it with as many people right now right so I totally respected mm-hmm. your reason for doing that and I probably would have been the same and if we're being honest about those situations, people maybe have not known this. And um, if they are listening, the moms know, but I've also been um, with moms while they've had to deal with their um, stillborns or a baby passing at a young age and have done their photography for them. So they've had those moments in time. And that was a, um, that was a hard thing to work through. Um, And I don't know that I've ever really worked through that. I don't know if you can, Um, but it is a moment that, that, blends you together with those hearts for the rest of your life and it it changes changes you you. and um I'm so grateful that that these women chose me to be a part of that with them and I will always hold that in my heart always but it was it was it always will be those times you know a part where it just pulls on your heartstrings and and you just don't understand the world a little Mm -hmm. bit and and your art then then you're coming through this new hormones and the fucking pandemic and like man I just (laughs) as always, you just boss babe through all the shit. So I'm, I'm super proud. And I'm always love that, you know, you love your daughter and you love everything for it. And you've been like, yeah, well, pregnancy wasn't the greatest for me, but you know, whatever, she was worth it. And this is how it is. And it doesn't change the love that you have for her. And I'm sure you take back some of the stuff where, you know, probably the puking stuff, but the comments and all that, that just made you stronger (laughs) and made you prepared for the extreme amount of unsolicited comments. People are going to have about you raising your child. Like it ain't, I'm sorry. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's not gonna stop because people are dicks. Um, so it's like a pre, <laughs> like your preschool to now raising your child and having more, having more absolutely comments. <laughs> yeah, that's just set you right up so you're you're a little bit prepared and you handle that well and you hold your own and that's that's my favorite about you. So um, I know the answer to these questions, but let's uh, let's switch it up and turn it a little bit lighter here. Did you find out uh, <laughs> if you were gonna have a girl or a boy when you're pregnant? So at 20 weeks was um, the week that the world shut down. So um, at 20 weeks, they do an anatomy scan um, ultrasound. And I, it was before the world shut down, though, literally days before. So I got to bring Justin in with me, my baby daddy. And um, I also got to bring Paul, our best friend, and also like basically our neighbor, so I had these two boys in the ultrasound with us and I didn't want to find out what we were having. I wanted yeah. it to be a surprise. Um, I think it was also 
like squirrel sideways for a second. I think it was also just me not wanting to connect to what was inside of me in case something did happen, but all mental stuff. Uh, Because 20 weeks, I still wasn't feeling confident with everything. Uh, But Justin really, really, really wanted to know what we were having. So we went into that ultrasound. The boys acted like little (laughs) nerds together. And we had the technician write down our results on a piece of paper and give it to Paul. So Paul ended up having those results for 12 (gasps) weeks. (laughs) And then we finally said, okay, let's find out. So at 32 weeks, and we found out. And he kept it quiet the whole time. He, Paul is so, so good. Paul is the best go, secret guys. keeper I've so ever met Paul, in my life. Paul, looking for a new job. Let's, let's pimp him out. He's really good at holding on to those gender reveals. So you can find a business. Well, and you know what else he was great at? He ordered like hockey pucks with powder in them. He bought them in two different colors just to mess oh us God. up too. Like he... He oh, went with so it. Great. He loved he, it. it. That was the perfect. It was like, you know, it's like that Uncle Paul. Like, it's always going to be that story from day one, and it'll be something that they get to share with you guys. And I, that's what I love about it. I mean, to each their own. If people don't want to do a gender reveal, whatever. Like, it's really unique to everyone. But you know, if it is something that you want to, and you have that special moment with those people, I think that is that's one of the funnest things as a friend to be involved in that. Like, that's a cool memory he's going to have for Monroe for the rest of his life. And mm-hmm. you guys got photos of it. And a video too, right? So you got to mm-hmm. see that real, like, um, honest moment. And I love that. I think even if people mm-hmm. don't do it for, like, to do any pictures or I think just to do it as to capture those moments to keep to yourself privately is really special as well. Yeah, I'm glad we did it. I never thought I would be that person, but it was, it all just fell together. Paul just said he ordered the pucks, like, do you want to know? And then our friend Kelsey was like, hey, I've, I've got some new equipment to make videos. Can I, can I try them out? And it all just fell together at the That's same good. time. So, I, and, but I'm yeah, so see, glad and that I we just did think, it. And the one thing I think, even though um, I'm, I'm speaking as an artist, as point of view, obviously not as a mom point of view, even though I do try to get pictures with my children, my fur children all the time. Um, just <laughs> do the photos, guys. Look, look I know that it might not be the ideal time and you might not look the best and you might look back and hate certain things, but your fucking kids don't know that. Um, my mom will be the first person to say that, you know, she never liked being in photos and we've talked about this. So this isn't something like calling her out that she doesn't know, but we look back in photos and she was always the one (laughs) taking the photos or she wasn't confident enough to be in them. And although my memory is wicked good and I remember so much with her, um, the photos that we have together are very limited and, I, you know, and of course it wasn't that big then too. Like if she was a mom now, like, okay, she, woman's got her photos. Out. Oh, Frank, now I'm 34 and she's still yep. all over me with lots of pictures. <laughs> so don't worry. It's generational too. But I do know that, that I have some mom friends that I, and you know who you are if you're listening and I've given you shit about this is like, that's okay. I understand if you're not feeling great about yourself, you don't have to fucking post them to social media. But put them in an album for your kids because mm-hmm. those are moments that they'll never get back and they're super important and you don't have to share them with the world, but have them for your kids, have them for the memories. They're super important, I think. And they're my favorite things to go back and have, even if I don't look at them all the time. So yeah, you know, if you don't want to share your gender reveal moment, fine, just set up your camera on your own phone and record it just the two of you or just yourself or whatever, you know? I think that's super important to have. And I think your kids love that Mm -hmm. going back and, you know, even though it might be hard for you to have some emotional attachments to some of those moments, 
I think kids love to see that kind of stuff. And now Monroe has it. Yep. And, and that's the, the thing. And I love that, that you said, you know, I'm posting all this stuff from Monroe right, right now. And sorry for this baby spam, but I'm going to get to look back when the memories pop up and all these things are going to come mm-hmm. up. And I think that's such a cool fucking digital memory, like a digital scrapbook of your daughter's life. I think do those yeah, things. Exactly. And if people have comments, it's called the unfollow button, fam. It's real easy. Mm. Yes. Take advantage of it. Might of not it. be here yep. one day or they might not be participating in it. Or maybe social media won't be a thing and we'll be living it in the past. Who knows? But do it now. Enjoy those moments now. So when it pop mm-hmm. up, you can like also make fun of her. Hey, five years ago, you just learned how to crawl. Well, not make fun of. That's rude. This is why I'm not a parent. <laughs> yeah, no. Look at you, Look baby. at you, baby. At you. She couldn't even walk. walk. <laughs> yeah, a little oh, potato. potato. Um, so, Charles, I feel like we've got a really good like view so far um, of your story of pregnancy. Um, but before we wrap up our conversation today, is there any advice that you'd want to share for soon-to-be moms? I kind of want to leave this a little bit open to you to speak as much and freely as you want to. Anything that, as a new mom or aspiring mom, that you'd want to share to per- perhaps help someone else that are going through anything similar to what you went through? Um, I think everything's normal. There's weird things that happen to you and there's weird things that happen to your body and every single person takes pregnancy different. Like I said before, there was a weird baby boom before COVID even hit. So there was a lot of friends and new friends that were pregnant around me and we all experienced completely different things. So you can't compare, you can relate to people, but you just can't compare yourself um, utilize the unfollow button. Like I have friend people that I've been friends with for 20 years that were pregnant at the same time as me. And I just couldn't handle their glowy, beautiful pregnancy because of just jealousy of you didn't even try for that long. Why do you get the nice pregnancy? (laughs) So like, that's obviously not me genuinely not liking them and wanting them to be throwing up every day. It was just, just unfollow and put it out of mind. Um, Find your circle of people and lean on them when you need to let them know where you're at. If I didn't have people like you, Brandy or Justin was actually amazing I I was kind of nervous. I didn't know how he was going to go, but he like, just find your solid people and lean on them when you need to. Uh, Remember a lot of it is the hormones, like blame your hormones because they are crazy. You are creating a human Um, mentally prepare for 42 weeks of pregnancy, not 40 (laughs) weeks of pregnancy. It's 10 months. It is not nine months. Lies people tell. (laughs) It is all lies. Um, And yeah, just find your circle, let go of the friends that no longer serve a positive purpose in your life, like just drop them. They're not what's important anymore. Your little baby will be born and that's literally the only thing that you have to worry about is keeping that thing alive. And literally all you have to do is focus on keeping that baby alive. The laundry, the dishes can wait, the dogs going for a walk can wait, everything can just come to a complete halt because especially for the first three months that is just bananas of a life and 100% you will regret your decision to have a baby that first week when they're home and that is actually so normal no and nobody talks about it and it's great that's (laughs) why I try to keep telling all of you guys and that's fine you didn't want to accept it at the time that's okay um but being you know a seasoned old lady here at 34 
I've watched a lot of people go through the same thing and they say the same thing. And it's like, it's like, I don't know if you ever watched How I Met Your Mother, but like the first like day, couple days after they have the baby, they're just like talking to them and they just don't remember it. And we're like, we literally just told you. And they're like, yeah, no, like totally. And like, it's a thing and it's okay. And it's okay, like you said, to lean on the people. And I mean, I definitely wasn't there to tell you what to do, but I definitely always just listened to you and tried to tell you like, you know, at least help you sort through some of the hormones and be like, no, dude, you're just pregnant. Like, it's okay. You know, and, and, and you don't need a friend that's been through all of it. I think you just need a friend that cares about you and just reminds you who you are as a core person. And because you just feel so lost that sometimes you're so nervous or so anxious. And, you know, I I know for me, it's like, I'm hope I'm doing well for you guys, but and same with Kayla now, she'll call me and like, and to talk about parenting. And I'm like, well, here's my thoughts, but I've never had a kid. She's like, no, but you have such a voice of reason. And, you know, so don't discredit, don't mm-hmm. discredit your uh, single, not, not single, but without children friends, because we also have a lot of mom friends and we have lots of nieces and nephews and we've watched mm-hmm. a lot and we've heard a lot and we've been leaned on a lot. So we're also good sounding boards as well, even though we might not be able to relate some ways. Um, we're your biggest cheerleaders and we love moms, even if for me, like, like we said, we don't know how I'm going to be able to be a mom one day or if I will, but it doesn't matter because I'm here for you guys in all those aspects. Right. And you don't have to have a physical baby to still mom and be a parent to friends and coworkers and families around you. Mm -hmm. And I think we're proof of that in community and um, just being there for people and being honest. I think we've strived in our friendship because we've always been honest and real and maybe Very to a honest. point where we're both, we're uh-huh. both like, okay, we're going to be vomiting gross right now and say something. Um, it's probably out of left field, but I'm having <laughs> a moment. And that's the same with Kayla and, and with Lexi. And I think those are the most important adult relationships where ones that you're totally safe to show up in and be like, I'm probably wrong, but do you hate me right now? I miss. And then both of us are like, no, like that's not what we meant at all. And it's just like, okay, cool. Carry on. Like it's so freeing. Mm-hmm. And I think as new mom, that's what you need like you said drop the people that don't matter because the ones that do will be there and they'll understand and don't waste your time Mm -hmm. with those that aren't holding that kind of time or space for your understanding that you're a new mom and I would never once did I ever make you feel like you didn't spend any time with me I'm like no she's fucking raising a little human like let me know when you've got time for Mm -hmm. me and I'll make it there but I'm always here and that I would never change that in our friendship. And it saddens me when people are like, oh, well, I lost my friends because I became a mom. It's like, people just need to understand with mental illnesses, with, with kids, with parenting, with anything. It's not against other people. It's that you have something in your life you need to focus on right now. And that's, that's okay too. That's hundred mm-hmm. percent. Okay. Actually, that's the point of life. If our parents didn't do that, then we'd probably be a lot bigger assholes than we are now. <laughs> um, but before we go thank you so much for sharing everything Chelsea. I mean for me I've already blown even 10 times more um, all the fun adventures that we had outside of even you're being pregnant um, but uh, I'm I love just again how always honest you are and if if it makes you feel any better every, every other girl has said the same thing like get your get your group don't worry about what other people think you know what's best for you and I think too one thing that um, you'll probably be one to say is if you don't get the right answers to from a doctor, like continue looking for things. Actually, that was yeah. the last thing that I wanted to add was family doctors don't always know yeah. best. And, and, trust and, your and that's a big thing that I watched you go through too. And I've watched a lot of my girlfriends go through certain things. And that was one thing for you. And I know that that was a, a point, <laughs> sorry, that I, want, I knew you wanted to bring up that we hadn't said yet is, you know, 
No, no, that's okay. I, I just forgot. remember seeing it and knowing <laughs> that that was a big thing. And, and it's been a common theme through everyone. So again, if mm-hmm. that's not the right doctor, you keep finding the doctor because you and your baby are the most important. And you know, you know your body, you knew your body. And you just keep going mm-hmm. until you find the right person. And don't, don't, just because one professional tells you no doesn't mean that that's your truth could be a truth it could be another pregnant woman's truth it doesn't mean it's yours and you'll know and if you go to thirty-five thousand of them and they're all saying the same thing then you're shit out of luck but don't just take the first (laughs) one so anything else my love that we could add to your your thoughts on pregnancy in general no that's a pretty good good wrap up we've got around we got around to everything you wanted to say uh thank you so much again chels for coming on the show you did an amazing Mm -hmm. job i hope you had a good time um I hope it won't be your last time that we'll have yeah. you on the show. We'll find some other hot topics. I definitely want to pick your brain about bodybuilding once we get into that world one month because I respect the fuck out of you out of most things, but that one is the biggest because I think a lot of people can take away and learn a lot from you there. So I hope today a lot of people learned a lot about pregnancy. I know I did and I always did. I've learned so much between you guys. You like absorb everything. Um, but thank you again for coming <laughs> on the show today. I appreciate you. Now let's jump over to our second guest of the show. All right, guys, we're going to jump into our second guest of the show. She is the that showed up on our very first guest episode. It was awesome to hear her story, and I'm excited to introduce you again. So welcome to the show, Kristen. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Enjoying the sun and super stoked to be on the show again. Ah, I'm so excited that we uh, got you on again. I mean, we already told you that you were going to be, and um, I think it's forming an addiction for some people. <laughs> it is. I like it. It's it's awesome, actually. Well, to that, how um, do you want to share with the community how you felt after the first time? I mean, it was really it was a really awesome experience with all of us because it was our first guest episode and it was on such a topic we were all so passionate about. So I know for us, we felt really good after it. How did you feel after your first one? I felt really good. It was also kind of eye-opening too, is kind of thinking back on all the, you know, the stuff and whatever. And it was, it was, it was yeah, eye-opening, eye-opening and exciting. That's gonna- Yeah. <laughs> and it, you kind of, it's kind of like when you look back, just not even have to be on progress pictures, but just pictures and you just know who you were then to who you are now. And that's one yeah. big thing I've noticed is that all of us are kind of rehashing things and coming to terms with a lot of things and, and understanding how we have grown and healed from that. And it's kind of inspiring like your own inspiration and for me it just keeps fueling me to continue doing it so I was like oh good we're getting people addicted to this yes exactly (laughs) in a good way in a good way you know (laughs) and just sharing that and then connecting with other people and then owning your story and then being so proud of where you came from and then be even more excited to you know let's say in six months we talk about body image again and you're like hey this is how I killed it in this way or you jump in on another topic that you didn't get to share you know, it's just, it's really neat to see the communities all come together and it's slowly building all these connections with everyone. And we're just absolutely loving it. Yes. I'm loving listening to everything too. Oh, good. We're having so, so much fun, so much fun. So, um, to get into this, um, because I am such a curious person about pregnancies because everyone has such a different experience and I know it goes from, can go from kid to months to everything. So um, let's jump into our pregnancy questions. And I'll ask, did you always know you wanted to have one or more children? Yes and no. Um, I had actually planned on being the cool auntie, maybe adopting later in life. I was going to have, you know, be this boss ass bitch with, uh, you know, my making 
thousands of dollars a month and whatnot um, due to the fact that growing up, I was actually told that I may never have kids. So I was kind of prepared to rock it without it, without my baby. (laughs) I totally, I I could not relate more. I was told when I was 16 um, that the same thing, there was no, like, we don't know what's wrong, but just know that something. So we were in the headspace. You kind of just have to think about it as like, how else can I show up in this, you know, like connect to that love that I thought I'd have with the child in case that can't happen. Right. So, and obviously in your case, we know <laughs> from you being on the first episode that you were able to, so that's awesome. Um, yeah. But it's, it is, it is very like, how, how did that, how was your mental health for that when you were younger? Like how was, how did you, when you found that out, how was that? Sorry, that wasn't a question on there, but I'm just curious. <laughs> uh, it was, I had a lot of like menstrual issues. So it was kind of one of those things where I don't, I don't even know how to explain it. it it was something that I was just readily prepared for. And it, it was kind of one of those things. If I ever did get knocked up, you know, woohoo. If not, then I had a plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you knew that there were other options. You kind of. Yes. Um, my Actually, my grandparents had adopted. So I kind of knew the route that you go for adoption and stuff like that. So it was already kind of in my head that, you know, if you can't have kids, psh, there's other kids that are looking for homes. So. Absolutely. And I think um, it's just something it's really hard to wrap your head around. But as much as it sucked hearing that at a younger age, sometimes I feel like that was almost easier to hear back then. I don't know, maybe just because maybe just now it's easier because it's been so long. Um, But yeah, you just kind of were able to reroute your thought pattern being like, okay, I might not be able to be a mom in the traditional you know, sense, but that doesn't mean I can't be. And then you just kind of come to terms with, well, if it doesn't work out, then, you know, uh, I'll adopt or, you know, foster care or be the cool aunt. Like, you know, we're in a beautiful society where we can do that now as where I feel like maybe in our mom's generation and above, they like had a lot of pressure to be parents and moms and stay at home moms. Yeah. Yeah. My mom was a stay at home mom and didn't work. And I think growing up, seeing that and knowing in the back of my head that I possibly wouldn't be able to have ki- kids, I was like, I want to be able to have my own money. <laughs> so yeah, I'm for really sure. Be having kids because I will be able to make my own money. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and that's, you know what? And who can't say they need more money? Because right. Me right now. Now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Everyone in the world right now. Um, so into that, so knowing that as a young age, did you ever feel pressured in your life to have them at all? Um, not well, yes and no. I have like a little, my brother and sister are a year and a half younger than me and growing up, they were my babies. So I kind of had that paternal whatever to begin with. And people were always like, Oh, you're so good with your brother and sister. You know, do you think you'll have more? And I always kind of just dodged around the question nowadays it's even harder because everyone's like oh you're such a great mom your kids you know amazing I love your kid like teachers and everything are always like I wish you know we had more kids like your kid and stuff so now knowing that I like really cannot have more kids it definitely does kind of hit me a little bit more differently but at the same time I'm also older and I'm like I don't want kids I want to go traveling like not the that works now, but you know, it used to work <laughs> one day soon. Hopefully I under, I totally understand that. And you know, it's like, I think you're just very good at 
awareness and understanding of how the cards you were dealt and you handle them very well. It's, it's, you know, you're kind of like, well, that, you know, sucks, but Hey, this is life. And guess what? Um, if I don't get to do this and I get to go do this, like I yeah, might not be exactly. able to have another baby, but I get to go travel the world. Or, and if I do decide to, I also know that there's other ways that I can, if I ever decided that, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I just, that's what I love about the way the world is going now. I don't know if you felt that way. I felt more in my twenties when I was pressured, when I was married to have kids is a lot different now in my thirties. It's not as much because I also am vocal about it, but um, <laughs> obviously with my podcast, I can't go back now. Um, but, uh, you know, I think just society in general aren't always bringing that up because we're just doing so many things now. We're owning businesses and we're not saying that was yeah. a bad thing, but women aren't just expected to have kids and raise a family. They, yeah, we're more privileged, I guess, if you will. And yeah, and, yeah. and it costs more it's money. More too of women not wanting children either yes absolutely whereas before it was like what's wrong with you why don't you want to have a kid and it's like because I don't and there's still people that say that to me so you know that's yeah oh, I, I get it too and they're like oh but you have one and I'm like cool he's 11 like I, I almost have freedom yeah. no offense I love him but like seriously he's 11 it's close. why would I want to kill him? I totally get and you know and I think too um one thing that me and Kayla said back in the day when you were 16 and that like, you know, in our grandparents era, it, your one income for the home was livable. Now, not a lot of, uh, I mean, and there is some, there is big population. I'm sure that can, but most, most families, you know, need that dual income or one like big one just to afford it. So, you know, I think that's a big consideration too. Whereas before, you know, in the, 70s or 80s I don't think it was as expensive to have a family as it is now well let's be honest me growing up my dad probably made about $60,000 a year yeah three children I was in hockey my brother was in hockey my sister was in dance like we were in all the sports possible my mom did not work and it was doable not a chance in hell you can do that now not not with that income no nope no you can make it on your own with that income (laughs) exactly so you know and I, I think that's you know, it's, it's a good and bad thing, <laughs> but I think it, it's great that that's part of a conversation. It's a consideration before just leaning into that pressure, you know, and like, good for you for not and being honest and being like, Hey, yeah, no, I got one. We're good. Thanks. You know, next get a puppy yeah, exactly. or something, you know? <laughs> so, um, it was, he's 11. So how old were you when you got pregnant? I was 20 years old. I had turned 21 three months before he was born. Sweet. My plans of the bars. Yeah, my plans of going to Vegas for my twenty first birthday did not happen because I had a big old belly. That's fair. It probably wouldn't have been as fun with the big old belly. I'm not gonna lie. Oh no, I don't even think I could fly at that point in time because I was no. like my last two months of ha- of pregnancy. So they'd have been like, no. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I honestly like my feet always feel so puffy and warm in Vegas. I could imagine being pregnant there with that kind of feet. Like that can't that can't be fun in the desert. I wonder if I would have actually bloated up. I was fairly lucky, like body-wise, for pregnancy symptoms. That's good. That's awesome. Do you feel like that was like, so being, it was 21, do you feel like that affected you at that age? Was that a good time, do you feel, to have a baby? Yeah. So like in my family, my great-grandma was 20 when they had my grandma. My grandma and grandpa were 20 when they had my mom. My mom was 20 when she had me. (gasps) 
cute. I was 21. So everyone always bugs me about that. But yeah, I definitely, I bounced back. Like I bounced back within a week. So I don't think I would bounce back now. <laughs> <laughs> See, and this is the things that worry me. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but that's totally fair. And um, do you think, how, how do you feel mentally where you, do you feel like at 21, like for Kayla, she said she was on just a kind of path of destruction. And Lexi kind of mentioned too that, not that she was on a path of destruction, but that she was just on a different path. And once she had kids, she just kind of had to like level up. Is that kind of what happened to you too? I was actually, I had just bought a new vehicle. I was enrolled in an accelerated business admin uh, course with uh, an accounting designation wow so I was actually getting my shit together good for you <laughs> nice I love that yeah. that's a good and thing. then I found out I was pregnant and then I found out that when the I would have literally had a one-month-old child when I was writing exams so I was like oh nope prob not prob not a good yeah. time yeah <laughs> but the beautiful thing about school is like you can always go back right so oh yeah exactly that's that's the the but yeah that's I don't think I would have wanted to take on both of that I think I'm pretty much a psycho if I go to school um on top of like I'll probably be a lunatic if I ever get pregnant so yeah that's that is totally fair (laughs) did you end up going you didn't you just you're going to school now see I just actually finished my schooling for my laser courses perfect perfect I love that that's so exciting I can't wait to hear we have to share um to the community as soon as that's all done since most of the people are in your area that listen to us so that's awesome Um, yeah I just got everything all set up that's a slow process right now (laughs) well and that's fair you know what nothing like that that you're going to put your heart and soul into is going to happen overnight yeah exactly just, gotta take your time like man we took like three months planning this podcast before we're like okay are we gonna record and then that still even took forever and a couple of fails <laughs> it just it just right. happens um do you think um at well you said you're having your shit together so then would mm-hmm. you say that you were um ready to have a baby at that time then like you were in a good place but do you feel like you're just because you had your, obviously because you raised your siblings or helped with that yeah yeah, I like I yeah, I grew up babysitting and like helping everyone out. So like mentally I was. Um to deal with the bullshit of like my kid's dad or like the nurses when I was I didn't have a voice back then. That was the only thing that I regret. But I yeah, my kid has manners like you wouldn't believe. So <laughs> And you know what? <laughs> I think that's fair to say that, you know, at that age you really um and it's probably, you know, cause you're just learning life and, you know, and people above you or not above you, but like your elders, let's say, or a nurse or a doctor, I find now I'm more vocal than I was back then. I just like, Oh, okay. You know, and not, not saying that they were ever doing anything wrong, but you know, sometimes you get dismissed a little bit and, um, you don't stand up and fight for yourself when yeah. you're younger yeah. for the boys. I didn't. Yeah, no, I definitely didn't still struggle now. Um, <laughs> you know, I think that's, uh, that was probably a common denominator with most of my young mom friends is that, you know, they, they all said, I just wish I would have, you know, pushed a little harder and believed in my natural instincts or my feelings more than what people told me. And I'm glad that we're talking about it so that, you know, if someone out there is listening and is just kind of like, well, I don't know where they are, you know, feeling like they can't find their voice. Like we urge you to find it and use it. And you know what? Yeah. And if anybody says anything, you just blame that on the pregnancy hormones. yeah exactly use that that's a thing I use PMS hormones cramp 
bullshit every month. So I do that now too. Right My, now that I just like even goes. Yeah. So how long? And I'm like, don't call me out. <laughs> yeah. Leave me alone. If you know this, don't say anything. Don't call me out. Just bring me a snack. And we're fine. Right, yeah. Give me my damn chocolate bar. No Leave me gets, alone. No one gets hurt. <laughs> yeah. So this is the one I want to know because you like amped this up to be like question six is going to be my long one. So now I've been like waiting for the whole tea the whole time. So then yes. like, how was your pregnancy the whole bit from your body to your mind from conception to birth? Give us a I'll let you run with this how you want to run with this. Okay, so my pregnancy was interesting, to say the least. Um, I had had menstrual struggles where, like, to the point where, like, I had cramps so bad that I would get medication for it. Like, my doctor prescribed me medication that I could be stoned out of my tree, giggling my ass off at work, and but I'd still feel my cramps or whatever. So I'm about, basically, I'm waiting for my period to come, and I'm like, it's coming, it's coming. Like, you know, this is the week that it's supposed to come. Popping these painkillers because I'm cramping up like a mofo. Mm like freaking out like when the hell is it actually gonna come like I'm sick of these cramps (laughs) which my boyfriend at the time was like are you sure you're not pregnant and I'm like fuck you no I'm not pregnant like it's coming just don't be stupid yeah (laughs) (laughs) I was dead set no so he's like yeah I'll be back goes and gets some tests and he's like first thing in the morning you're taking one I'm like whatever I ain't scared (laughs) (laughs) shit yeah so I take it and I'm like hmm and he's like there's two lines I'm like I don't know. That one's blurry. I don't think it's actually positive. I think it's just kind of glitchy. It's broken. <laughs> He's like, what? He's like, good thing I bought you two. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> no backing so up. And I'm like, same thing. I think it's glitchy. I don't know. These, these ones aren't working. And he's like, there's two lines. Like, don't be stupid. And I'm like, no. And he's like, <sighs> just like frustrated. And I'm like, fine, whatever. I'll book a doctor's appointment. So I book and I'm like, I might be pregnant. I'm not sure. And they're like, did you take a test? I was like, yeah. They're like, and I'm like, I don't know. There might be two lines. I'm not sure. <laughs> might have been in denial. Just denial. Oh. Just denial. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so then I go to like my appointment or whatever. You pee in the cup. They confirm you're, I am indeed pregnant. And then the doctor is like, so, um, you know, you are pregnant. Like, and I'm like, so, okay, cool. I'm pregnant. Um, What are my options? And I didn't mean like, what are my options? It was more like, what I was trying to ask was like, you know, for each thing, like what is like, what is step one, step two kind of thing. But I was like, yeah, what are my options? And the guy just looked at him and he's like, what do you, what do you mean? <laughs> like, what, what are my options? And he's like, abortion, adoption, or you keep the baby. I'm like, okay, cool. And I'm like, so for each one, I'm like, what does each route entail? <laughs> Give me he's like, info. Oh, yeah, so which was actually cool because I had no idea that like if you actually get an abortion, they set you up with a counselor and all that kind of stuff. At least oh. where I was, they would do that. And I was like, that's really cool. That is really cool. I'm for that. That is like I'm very um I'm very pro choice with uh boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think right? the most important boundary and uh hard set for me is counseling after. And that's where my like reservations come with some forms of it or some agencies that mistreat that and don't give people the proper um, resources that they'll need to take on something like that yeah exactly so yeah so he tells me all the whatever and I'm like okay I'm like I need to go home and think about this because my mind's just spinning like I 
don't I don't know what's up what's down like I'm yeah. you know registered to school I have a brand new vehicle payments that are coming out and I'm like how how do I do this like oh my god and I'm like oh my god I have to tell my mom I have to tell my dad I'm like holy fuck I'm 20 years old I'm like am I old enough to have a kid like holy fuck like are they gonna be pissed at me like I've only been this, this guy for like maybe four months <laughs> all the questions Mark. yeah so I like go home and I ran me and him talk about it like my kid's dad and he instantly was like I think you should get an abortion and I was like okay and like the second I said okay I burst into tears Aww. and I'm like I was told I could never have kids okay. and I'm like and you know when you have an abortion it also lowers your chances of getting pregnant the next time so I'm like, what if this is my only chance of getting pregnant? So I look, I literally looked him dead in the eye and I was like, I want to keep the baby. I'm like, if you're not up for that, I'm like, walk away now. I'm like, I'll move back home. Like, I'll, you know, I won't come after you for anything. You can just wipe your hands clean and be done with it. Because I know this is, and he's like, I'm not a piece of shit. So no. Aww. So we stayed together. Yay. That's good yeah. though. Right, but I can mean first the pregnancy. I was like, mm, I should have not told him, and I should have just bolted. <laughs> he thought that it was gross that something was growing inside of me. Fair. So that was fun. Yeah, that's, um, that's not not fair. Fair that, but fair to be upset about that. Yeah. So then, so I found that the doctor's clinic after that. When I'm like, no, I'm keeping it, whatever. And I was like, I don't give a shit about you. You know, if you want to stay, you stay, whatever. And they're like, okay, we'll you know set you up with uh ultrasound to date it and so we get go to the ultrasound and they confirm i'm five weeks pregnant i get to see the little ultrasound of a little blob with a heartbeat because that's what he was at the start yeah <laughs> um i i ended up with a lot of ultrasounds while i was pregnant um like apparently like 10 12 years ago you got like two you'd get like the dating one and then you would get like the 18 week one where they can tell you the sex of it. Yeah. Um, I, I have it written down, but it's like, it still jumbles in my head. Um, so yeah, he thought it was gross. I didn't do maternity photos or anything like that. My mom was weird about pregnancy too. And she's like, I don't understand why people get maternity photos. And I'm like, um, because it's fucking cool and how often do you get to take those my big belly is you know actually cute and not just you know something that I'm hiding yeah well that's a good and, but like I was I was tiny like I didn't start showing until I was about six months pregnant um yeah that was when I actually had to go get maternity clothes because my low you know Brittany low rise pants <laughs> couldn't button <laughs> oh that's great. Um, yeah and then so I think it was I can't remember it was about I was about seven months pregnant and I started having these pains in my side I was working at the source at that point in time um and I remember because it was like August or something and I was like so much pain that I was like we were out camping like in the middle of but fuck nowhere like I don't even remember where we were but we were like two hours away from any town or anything so we rush into town or whatever, back to Whitecourt because that's where I was living. And we go to the Emerge and I tell the doctor what's going on, that I'm having these pains. And he's like, well, how can you explain the pain? And the only way I could describe it, I was like, it feels like my organs are like pulling away from each other. Those, I, that, I don't know. That's still the only way I can explain it. I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know. And he's like, oh, so I, you know, do the peer thing like they always do while you're pregnant. And 
he's like asked me where I work and stuff tells me that I pulled a muscle and that's all it is and to not worry about it. and then I get a call from the lab the next day and they're like oh you have a bladder infection so we want you to pick up some antibiotics and I'm like oh okay so pick up the antibiotics whatever and then at there's a boat it was in September August or September I can't remember the exact dates but you go when you start going for your doctor visits like you start once a month or whatever and then it goes to two weeks and then weekly or whatever and they measure your belly at every appointment and for three appointments my belly measured the exact same and so like "Mm, okay like you've heartbeat and everything is regular like you know like and I was I was all baby like every time I went in they're like oh my god like if you looked at me from behind People would like whistle and then I turn around and they're like, ah, <laughs> sorry, man. It's okay. Um, but yeah, so then they're like kind of got worried. So I ended up having two more, like I had the um the one where I could have found out the sex, which I chose not to. Yeah. Um, and then I had another one. So this is I might like three or four ultrasounds at this point in time and they're like okay so whatever we I go back to the doctor my belly's still not growing so they're getting worried that he doesn't have enough room to grow so then they start talking about inducing me uh, a month and a half early because they're worried that he won't grow or that it's gonna do something to him and I'm like okay so throughout it all, I end up with, yeah, four or five ultrasounds. The last ultrasound I go to, they're like, oh, no, you know, he's doing good. He's gr- he is growing again. Um, blah, blah, blah. We're not going to induce you. So like, oh, okay, cool. This is also 2009. So it's kind of like the start of the recession, too. Oh, yes. So I ended up getting laid off um, at the end of October. Oh, my goodness. Because yeah, we were it was we weren't paid, like you know it's an electronics store. Who's gonna buy electronics when you're not making money, right? So I got laid off uh, a month early, and they, like they asked if it was okay, and I was like, yeah, no, that's fine. Like we're not busy enough. Like I can go home and I can get shit ready. Yeah. Like because I was also at the point where I wasn't sure if I was getting induced or not. So I was like, yeah, no, it's fine. So go home. Yeah, find out that I'm not getting induced early. Um, everything goes pretty smoothly after that my belly actually starts to grow a little bit more again and he was um basically I'm pretty sure living in my rib cages <laughs> rib cage, rib cage the single um because he would actually like sit there and he would push my rib cage out like to the point where I thought he was actually gonna break my rib cage oh my goodness and people would like yell at me because I'd be pushing down on my rib cage like what are you doing I'm like he's trying to kill me I feel like I've I feel like you do see like pregnant moms like pushing on their belly a little bit it's probably because like super annoying after amount of time that's the only way you're gonna do that it's not like you can go up in there and like pull them down or anything well right and you think about like if you push on your ribs like you push it and you actually make the move it hurts and like I remember I could see like my rib cage would move like an almost an inch and I'm like how is this thing not broken yet like I don't know what the hell's going on and so yeah um Mm. yeah so then all that went good and then so he was due december 29th december December 31st he i still had not gone into labor i didn't have braxton hicks or anything i was really quite enjoying the nine months of no cramps yeah awesome i should have enjoyed it more (laughs) (laughs) um 
we go, so I'm living in Whitecourt. There's the casino there and they have a two for one chicken and rib night on Thursdays or whatever day the 31st was. So we go up for chicken and ribs and our old roommate comes up behind me and like pinched my waist and scared me. And I felt this twinge and I'm like, huh, that was a weird twinge in a weird spot. It's fine. Everything's fine. I'm only a day overdue. I'm like, he's got like a week to go. I'm good. (laughs) Yeah. By the time I got home, like an hour later, I was like, fuck, this ain't no joke. Like, I think I'm in labor. And like, yeah. So I start like timing my contractions and stuff like that. And they're like five minutes apart. And I'm like, five minutes apart. Like, that's got to mean like, I'm, you know, like pretty close to like ready to go and whatever. So we go up to the hospital and (laughs) my life Uh, we go there and she's like um yeah you're like maybe a centimeter dilated and i'm like what and she's like how you doing for pain i'm like um well i hate my life right now (laughs) and she's like do you want morphine and i was like no no i'm not a little bitch i'm I'm fine fine. i'm fine i'm I'm like i can if i'm only one like barely one centimeter dilated i'm like we're, we're going to stay away from the morphine for just a yeah, little bit. Yeah, they'll start me now. So six, seven, eight, nine. I wake up. So I think I might, I might have waited till 11 o'clock to go in that first time. So six, seven, eight, nine. So they're like three or four hours later. I literally was one centimeter dilated. So I was like, okay, cool. This sucks. And they're kind of giving me like instructions on, you know, how to kind of help my labor out and whatever. Like fill the bathtub, lay in the bathtub, all that kind of stuff. We'll focus on my breathing. Oh, yeah. With mine, too, I did not get to go to prenatal classes because you know what else was in 2009? H1N1. So they canceled all the prenatal classes. And that's that's huge. And I don't think there's as many resources like online or things like that for pregnant women then. I mean, definitely more now, but definitely Definitely not then. Yeah. And that's a huge thing. Like maybe now with COVID for sure. But yeah, back then, no, like I was just like, okay, cool. This is fun. They don't, they definitely don't prepare you. And I mean, I think that was the whole idea behind our podcast was like, there's so many things that people don't know. And we we need to, not that everyone's going to have the same story, but just to be prepared to know that this could happen through your pregnancy or your labor. Like, don't worry, we're going to have a whole episode on labor and delivery. I'm terrified. I'm probably going to wear my earmuffs the entire time or might just give it to Kayla and not listen to it at all. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and yeah. Yeah. So mine, yeah. So I didn't have Braxton Hicks or anything. So I had no idea what I was, you know, even. And it was funny because I was like totally cool like being a mom and that until I went into labor and I'm like just kidding. Uh not ready. Just kidding. Stay in there. Stay in there. And like we didn't choose a sex. So like we just had two names picked out. So I couldn't even be like, stay in there, boy. Stay in there, girl. I was like, you fucking stay in there, thing. Yeah, <laughs> Not ready for you anymore. Yeah, I take it back. Then, yeah. So they sent me to Edmonton. Living in White Court sent me to Edmonton because it's, you know, Christmas time. The OR doctors take holidays during Christmas holidays. Of course. Yeah. Cause you know, why would you want to be around when people are having babies? Yeah, not me. It's- not me. Yeah, so they sent me to Edmonton, and yeah, my like my contractions, like I swear to God, I don't know that whole nine months that I had no cramps, my body was like, oh yeah, bitch, remember those cramps you were happy about not dealing with? They're back. Now's the time. Tenfold. Now's the time. Yeah. So overall, would you say yeah. then, like, because I, I, everyone's always so different. So like my girlfriend Chelsea, she had it from like beginning to end and then Kayla's was good the whole time so yours is like kind of good until like the last like 24 hours 
more or less and like for me too like I <laughs> I got hangry like I had like a maybe two minute window of going from ooh I'm a little peckish to holy fuck I'm gonna puke my fucking guts out give me some fucking food I don't want food I'm too hungry you leave me the fuck alone <laughs> <laughs> and like, so I was living off of soda crackers and was that you your and, whole time? um yeah like I just I just as soon as I got hungry I was fucking hangry oh, that's that's me now and I, and and that's the thing is I'm all like I already have but I you know I usually had a five to ten minute window yeah. before no and I was two. 30 <sighs> seconds not even yeah oh yeah like it was horrible that, does, that, that is and I was, yeah that but like that was really the worst part because like I was 160 pounds before I got pregnant I gained 40 pounds my entire pregnancy which I and then I that was a lot or a little. Sorry, yeah. It's 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 um. So me technically, that's that I was. That's my healthy weight. Yeah. So I could have gained more weight. Okay, right, because you said you were I could have gained at least twenty more. Okay. Yeah, I know. I'm terrible. That's why I'm like I'm not always the best at the pregnancy interviews because I've never well, done it. So I'm like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> Yeah, no, I just remember I was all belly. That's what they always say. There's like, it's you're just you're just all baby. You're all baby. Well, and well, I sent you the pictures. Yeah. Like that one picture that I sent you, um, where I was six months pregnant oh, wow. in the one where you actually see like my belly, where you can see my tattoo. Yeah, oh. yeah that was six months pregnant. <laughs> so then you'd say your least favorite part of being pregnant was the hangry part. Is that fair to say? The hangry part, yeah. And then the whole just I guess yeah the the hangry part for sure um heartburn heartburn Heartburn. oh my god that was another one I actually forgot about my heartburn till now and you probably taste it right now did he have a lot of hair when he was born oh shit yeah yeah yeah, it it is it is so true oh shit yeah like he yeah he had a full head of hair he was like he yeah and like considering he was not growing Apparently he was uh seven pound five seven five seven, what was it seven pounds five ounces and twenty just about twenty five inches long when he came out. So he literally was laying like he was all up in my rib cage, probably wrapped around my lungs or something. And the, his hair was in yeah, his hair was in the pit of your yeah. wherever, causing all that heartburn. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's so funny. I love that. So, what would you say would be your favorite part of your pregnancy, or do you have more than one? Um, there's a couple, definitely. Um, the fact that, you know, being told that I probably would never have a kid yeah, and then getting to, you know, the, them moving for the first time, I guess. Okay. One of my, the things that I didn't like about being pregnant was the person that I was pregnant with because he thought it was gross. (laughs) That's very fair. But so like he went, you know, when you sit, when the belly, you know, when your belly moves and like you see the baby's foot or their hand or whatever, and you're like, it's like alien. (laughs) That was so cool. He was like, "That's disgusting. I am not touching your belly." And I'm like, "Oh, it just really weird." There's just some things in life that really weird people out. Um, Not saying that that's excuse (laughs) because I think it's like super cute. But you're just like, really? It's cool, right? Like, because literally, not everyone can do it. Exactly. And men can't do it. And yeah, not all women can do it. Obviously, like, still. And so that was very cool. watching watching my belly change too and like um just watching the nature of it 
yeah, yeah. It was, it was just that, that love that you, that I had for this thing that I didn't even know it was a boy or a girl, like nothing. Like it was just, yeah. But it was yours. Yeah, it was and mine. Yeah. I created that. incubating it and you had it safe and it was, and that's, I just think it's so beautiful. I like, I love, um, you know, and, and, and you could understand this too. And I think we come from a good place. Like you can still be upset that, you know, that might not be something for you or like going for but it's still a beautiful thing. And it's still something that should be so celebrated. Right. Cause it's such a, a moment, like, like you said, not everyone gets to have that. So it is, I love it when women really understand the gravity of what it is to be able to conceive because it is such a beautiful thing. Well, and sometimes it's taken for granted. And- with it too, like looking back, it's funny because I look back at the timelines and stuff like that. And like after I had my kid, I had went through the same pains and just thought it was a bladder infection. Mm-hmm. Chugged some cranberry juice, dropped to the floor and went, oh, fuck, this is not a bladder infection. <laughs> my kid was six months old. This is a bit different. Um, looking back at it, I'm pretty sure, like I'm, I'd say 99.9% sure that the reason that I was having issues with my stomach not growing and stuff like that was because of my appendix. Ooh. Because when I got my appendix removed, the doctor that talked to me was actually, one, surprised that it didn't burst on me, and two, surprised that I was still alive. Oh. Yeah. Oh my goodness, girl. So, like, when you talk about, you know, having a voice and when you don't think something's right, especially while pregnant, get that backbone. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what I, that is- I swear that's, like, the underlying oh. and, like theme to every single one of our episodes and I swear to god you guys we're not trying to do that it's just literally what's coming out of re- like the thing about the show is this is real people's stories and it's facts and it's frustrating as hell to be listening to it all the time and like anxiety depression birth control this one it's like oh my goodness how many times are we gonna hear sorry I'm just a little heated about it that like you know people aren't being listened to it's it's absolutely frustrating I'm sorry you had to deal with that I'm glad that you found your voice and Luckily, these circumstances helped you get louder with them. Oh, definitely. That was, yeah, the whole pregnancy and, yeah, when you do the labor one. Yeah. Oh, oh don't yeah. worry. We'll, have, we'll be doing that in a couple I wish, weeks. I, I wish I had a voice back yes, then. definitely can bring you back on if you wanted. I'm actually more interested now because you've, <laughs> you've got me hooked with the beginning part of it. So uh, the next question, the next question was, um, did you find out the gender of your baby, which you said no? May I ask the reasons why? Oh, where's the fun in that you know no whether it's a boy or a girl whether you know what it is to be perfectly honest you know is it is knowing what it is beforehand going to make you love it any more or less no. no I had also at that point in time I had had I think it was my sister actually had had two friends that had found out the sex of their babies one was told she was having a girl the other one was told they were having a boy they had the opposite of what they were told yeah we heard that too out of our community so I'm like why why would I do that like you know so I'm gonna be all set that oh I'm having this girl and then you know I don't want that moment of disappointment for sure because like I made this thing like there's nothing to be disappointed about and I think yeah it's totally your your frame of mind going into it too right and like I'm sorry it made having to push and go through all the labor pains so much more worth it when you know pushed him out and it's like it's a boy and I'm like okay (laughs) I I also in the back of my mind didn't want a girl so I at the same point I didn't want to you know find out I'm having a girl and be slightly disappointed about it because I didn't think I could have handle having a girl for 
like my yeah, child. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I go back and forth. I think I would because I just have so many control and OCD issues. Um, and I think I wouldn't want to have that in that moment disappointment. Like if it was wrong, it'd be like at least being like, oh, well, well, no wonder why I'm pregnant. And I just had a baby and I'm a new mom and I was set up for the last nine months by the seltzer sound to be wrong something to blame on right i usually love the whole like surprise of it because there isn't very many surprises in life so i go back and forth with it but i'm such a nosy bitch i think i'd probably lean to the other side but you know who knows like you know maybe i won't have to and i just get you know we will just know through the adoption what we want to have then there's no freaking out about nothing yeah for buying stuff it's nice but yeah i don't i just thought it I thought it'd be cool just to have that surprise Especially at the end for you because knowing you might, you know, not be able to do this again or whatever. It's your one, one opportunity that you, you know, like if you get to do it again, you can find out the next time, you know, but you'll never have, you don't know, sorry. You don't know if you'll never at that point have that surprise again too. Right. So it's like that special yeah, moment exactly. that you want to make sure that you capture in your lifetime. And I think that's, I think that's why we think it's such a unique thing to everyone. Everyone has different reasons as to why they do or why they don't. Um, and I'm just like, I ping pong back and forth, but either way, OCD is going to win out of that one. I just know it uh, over <laughs> anxiety and OCD is going to win over my heart. <laughs> uh, yeah. Is there anything else? I love learning. I can't wait. I we're definitely going to bring you on for um, the labor one. Cause now I'm just like super, curious about it but is there anything else for like new moms or aspiring moms that you know you you've said before your pregnancy was 50 50 some good some bad um is there any piece of advice or anything you'd want to share with our community about pregnancy that you didn't already share with us and just reiterate the fact that you know if you want to do the maternity photos or you want you want to find out the sex of your baby or you you know you want to baptize or circumcise or not circumcise or whatever you do what you feel is best because at the end of the day it's you answering to you it's not anyone else and like for me too I really regret not um pushing voice but I'm gonna say just use your voice and whatever because I wanted my kid's middle name to be my great-grandfather's first name because I was the only great grandchild to ever meet him but the baby daddy was like two middle names are stupid now I'm like you're he's stupid and now he's like I don't care I'm like stupid such petty things that you (laughs) held on to back in the day and you think that and then you're like you know for you that was such a big deal and probably for him it wasn't really but just like you know a a thing to do and now you're just like that was super important like could you just not let that go yeah exactly and yeah just you know, enjoy the foods that you can eat because you might not want to eat them for a long time after. Oh, yes, that's very fair. <laughs> I, I didn't eat chicken for a year after I had my kid because that's basically what I lived off of. Like people would cook chicken. I'm like, that. Don't. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, see, and I even, this is why I really want to get my mom in here because I know she had weird things with me too and my brothers too because I watched her go through it and I, it's, it's so funny and how each one was different. I think too, when you meet us in real life, like we kind of have a little bit of whatever she was going on in real life. You know, if she was like sweets with the one, then that kid was really into sweets. And it's just so funny how that mm-hmm. happens. And I agree with you. Use your fucking voice. Even if you sound crazy, yeah. go talk to your community, talk to your friends, talk to other moms. They will listen to you. Oh, yeah. And you are stronger than Always. you think. And no mom shame. Nothing. Like, right off the bat, as soon as you guys get pregnant, yeah. it's like, does this happen? I don't know. Do you get, like, an implanted chip where you're just, like, get this mom shame of, like, I'm not doing... Y'all are doing so much better than you give yourselves credit for. 
I think it's social media and, you know, celebrities making it look like, you know, they've always got their shit together. And it's like, but it's just like celebrity photos and fitness and stuff like that. It's like, those are, it's all, you know, planned posting. And I think, yeah, they're posting what they want you to see, not the truth. And I think now we all realize that like, it was high, it's all highlight reels and it's not like, you know, those, those celebrities have chefs and maids and things like that and I think we're aware of that now personal trainers nannies exactly but I think for us like we didn't have the knowledge of that when this all came about so when we're going through our formative like 20s and like trying to figure out who we were and like especially you were a mom like all that was just coming out we had no idea now we just look at that we could redirect our mindset and our patterns but I don't think we even fucking had a clue what that was like, you know, five, 10 years ago and how much damage it did now to, you know, I don't know about you guys, but that definitely have to unplug because I'll play this comparison game, even though I know that's not right. And I know it's stupid. It's still like, it's really hard to redirect those patterns because we had years of being unaware that these patterns were even happening and that we were doing this weird comparison online and not realizing it was highlight reels. Like it took a long time for people to, and still people don't understand, right? Like, uh, stupid and oh, us, yeah. like, moms are the worst like you know that's our pinterest mom comes like it's like okay cool if you can do stuff do stuff but don't feel like you have to like like you said mm-hmm. it's your own fucking life yep. and get the photos and the answers to why you get maturity photos because you might never get the chance to have those memories um i've been a photographer for yep. eight to nine years of my life and i started when social media wasn't really huge and let me tell you we went we did the photos and i gave them a usb and outside of printing for a actual portfolio it never went on social media it was strictly for people around them and for them so it doesn't always have to be something that's plastered all over social media but i think kristen will agree with me they take the fucking oh. pictures even if it's on your phone even if it's yes. just you oh. document I, it i love seeing people's maternity photos like it's oh it's such a beautiful thing pregnancy is a beautiful thing if you allow it to be so why not enjoy every shitty aspect and good aspect yeah, absolutely. of it and it's just it is what you know like sometimes like you said that's there's this toll you get at the end for your you know your little beautiful baby and it it it's some people suck some people have good but you know like it's it is like you said it is beautiful have the endings even more beautiful and i think sharing everyone's unique story is beautiful too because i'm hoping it will just make others feel a little less alone or feel like in that moment they're they're not being a good mom or they're not, you know, you're going to have those feelings. You're going to have those feelings. To be honest, if you don't have those feelings, that's when I would question <laughs> how good of a mom yeah. you are. If you're not like questioning everything of your sanity, then you, what are you doing? Like, what are you on? And share that with the rest of the world. It's cannabis, isn't it? No, it's not. Cause we all have cannabis and that's not it. I wish that was it. <laughs> I really love having you back on the show, Chris. And every time we talk, especially when you're talking about like when you're younger age, like we have so much in common. I dealt with so much of the same bullshit. And I'm really sorry that I went through that. But I'm really glad that I could have you on the show so you could share that because I wish that we would have had people like us talking about this shit when we were going through it. Um, so I I just really want to thank you again for coming on our show and being so open about everything. I learned so much every time. And now we're gonna be like, oh, part two of Kristen's story because we're going to get the labor one at the end of the month. So don't worry, guys. She's going to come back for her third appearance. Um, at oh, yeah. 
That's perfect. All right, love. Well, thank you again so much for coming on the show again. And I can't wait to talk to you in a couple weeks. <laughs> thank you for having me. I, I enjoy it so much. It's such a blast. Thank you. All right. So that about wraps it up for our guest episode today. I hope you guys enjoyed these two babe stories. I know I did. I learn so much every time people come on and I friggin' love it so much. So again, guys, we can't thank you enough for stopping by and being supporters of the show. We really hope that you're enjoying it. Our next episode is going to be a bit different. We're going to switch it up and do a throwback to the 90s. What's our favorite things? What's your favorite things? Jump in our DMs before Monday night. We will include it in the episode launch on Wednesday. And make sure you guys, if you have time, follow us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. We're on all platforms, Apple, Spotify, you name it. So jump on there. Give us a like because we have a huge announcement coming this week with some local community babes from Grand Prairie. We're so excited. Stay tuned and we'll see you on our next episode. Bye. Thank you guys so much for stopping by today. We appreciate you so, so much. If you like this episode and you want to hear more or be updated with episode drops, please make sure to send us some love on our Instagram page, the Be Real Babe podcast. Give us a follow and stay tuned for more realness coming to you next week. Until next time, babes.